June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Let's talk about my mochi ice cream. Why? Because friends do not let friends miss out on something this good. My Mochi is premium ice cream wrapped in sweet soft dough, and the flavors are amazing. Like My Mochi double chocolate with rich chocolatey bits, it's a chocolate lover's dream. Or don't get me started on My Mochi strawberry ice cream. It's cool, creamy, and bursting with natural berry flavor. And the sweet, luscious flavor of My Mochi mango will send your taste buds straight to the tropics. My Mochi is gluten-free, perfectly portioned, and only around 90 calories per piece. Taste the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream today. Find My Mochi at Walmart or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight, Oprah's Town Hall on Race. Watching the light seep from George Floyd's body caused universal shock. With stars sharing their stories. I have spent so much of the last two weeks crying. You know, it choked me up because it's still going on. Plus, the Hollywood stars in Houston for the George Floyd funeral. Then... I'm already sitting back and ready to see an SVU episode of this. Ice-T reveals how Law & Order will address police brutality. Enough is enough. Plus, Bachelor Nation demanding change. We haven't had one, a person of color. We haven't had a black lead. I want to see a black bachelor. Then. Hi, I'm Catherine. I'm Chris. Celebrating their anniversary with an update about Baby on the Way. I'm in it, baby. I'm in it. Hello and welcome. George Floyd was laid to rest today, but his impact will live on. Tonight, Oprah and Gail King will host two TV specials that will address the ongoing fury over his death and the urgent calls for change. Watching the light seep from George Floyd's body caused universal shock. I can't breathe! People are angry and they are demanding change. How do we protect ourselves, survive, and thrive? All I know is where we've been. The knee on the neck. 
is so symbolic of so much. How are you handling things? It's, it's been a while now. It's now going into month number three. I cannot sleep. Uh, I feel a constant state of worry and angst. I mean, listen, we went from COVID, the right. pandemic of COVID, and now dealing with uh, the horrible murder of George Floyd and all the repercussions of that. Jamie Foxx and Channing Tatum were among the hundreds who gathered in Houston today for George Floyd's funeral. Jamie posted this photo of them arriving by bus as the Black Lives Matter conversation continues to stir deep emotions. I mean, I, I now worry about Will, my son who's 33 years old, walking his friggin' dog in the neighborhood. Right. You know, because I think everybody is on such a hair trigger these days. I also think that it is important that we know that you and Oprah are leading conversations about this, about what is going on in this country. Yeah, you know, Kevin, this is funny, because I was talking to her, I said, you know, CBS is going to be doing a primetime special about this. She goes, I'm doing a primetime special too. I go, when's your primetime special? <laughs> she said, Tuesday, when's yours? I said, Tuesday. Kevin, there is a hunger for information about this. And that, to me, is very satisfying and very gratifying. Gail's Justice for All special airs tonight on CBS. Oprah's special is called Where Do We Go From Here? And it features David Oyelowo, who played Martin Luther King Jr. in the movie Selma. I have spent so much of the last two weeks crying. And, and one of the moments where that began was when I went to speak to my son and I didn't have the words. Mm -hmm. Because George Floyd wasn't resisting arrest. So it's not like saying to my son, put your hands on the dash, don't be confrontational, yes. come home alive. Floyd's death has helped spark change. CBS News correspondent Michelle Miller was at the funeral today. What is the feeling and the mood in Houston? You have people who are highly emotional. They wanna make sure that this moment in time is not closed after George Floyd is buried today. This is something everybody should care about because we are all human beings. People are angry and they are demanding change. And that is a good thing. Gail and I ended things yeah. on a lighter note yeah. and her hope for another type of change. And I just said to Oprah the other day, I just said, you know, I'm, I've been in my home. What if I did the news from your guest house? Is that an option? Mull that over. And she said, yes, I could come. So believe me, I am thinking about that. Yeah, come on out here to the West Coast, Gail. We welcome you with open arms. Well, TV's longest-running primetime drama, Law & Order SVU, is used to taking stories ripped from the headlines, so it's no surprise that they would address George Floyd's death and the Black Lives Matter protests head-on. This one was just too brutal. This is what they call a tipping point. This is a point where people go, enough. This is a, a, a battle for humanity and human rights. It's not black and white people fighting. I'm already sitting back and, uh, and, and ready to see an SVU you know, episode of this. That's what the writers are gonna do, and I think if they're touched by this, it's gonna show up in their writing. The boy saw his father get shot. No child should ever see that. You'll see police brutality protests and the cops on the show struggling to understand why it's hard to do the right thing. Producers have also brought in new writers who will be fresh voices for season 22 of the drama. As actors and actresses, we have to address it. 
What kind of conversations are you and Coco having with Chanel right now, like about the state of the world and, and everything that, that's happening? She's only four. All you gotta teach the kids is human rights. Everyone should be equal. And no matter what uniform you're wearing, there's good people and there's bad people, you know? That's a message ICE has been working hard for a long time to get across. He stars in and is executive producer of the new movie, Equal Standard. The gritty drama about the shooting of an off-duty black cop is streaming now, and co-star's longtime friend, naughty by nature's Tretch. Try to go be a good cop. Not many of us left. Looked at it as not just a movie, it look, it's, it's like a lesson. Mm -hmm. Always say, I, I hope one day that they could play this in the academies and training for the police officers. So is that what you hope we get out of this film? Like it just sparks conversation? And, and accountability. There's people that have never done dealt with the cops brutality or seen it, or it doesn't happen in their community. What I hope is all the protesters take this with them in their day-to-day -day life. And when they see racism or they see something wrong, that they step up against it as one person. It's that hope that drives ICE forward, along with this little face that crashed our interview. Hi, gorgeous. Say, excuse my hair. <laughs> no, you look beautiful. Her hood name is Shanene. She's rap royalty, yeah. <laughs> Now let's talk about The Bachelor. Diversity has been an ongoing issue for the franchise over the years, and arguably no one has been more outspoken about that than former Bachelorette Rachel Lindsay. Before Becca, there was Rachel. I was emotional the day of the 15-year reunion because I felt so out of place. And it's not that the girls weren't welcoming, but it was emotional for me. I remember they had to redo my makeup because I was just kind of like, this is so sad. One out of 15. It just hit me in a certain way to realize this is what the franchise is. This is representative of the franchise I'm affiliated with. And I don't know of any changes being made to try to change this. I, I interviewed you on that date on Nick's season on that one-on-one. -on -one. We're halfway through this process and there's still a number of girls from like a lot of ethnic backgrounds present. Okay. I'm not the only one left. That's, it's good to know. Do you remember how excited I was that day? I just remember all the hope. And then to see where I am now, it's just so sad what can happen in four years when nothing is done. I remember that girl, and now I'm a bit jaded. Rachel says she's aware that you never want to bite the hand that feeds you, but she's passionate and trying to be a voice for change in having the Bachelor franchise become more diverse, and not just for a photo op. You have seen it more diverse, and it's great for that first picture, that first night. But if you don't cast a lead who is genuinely into dating outside of their race, by the time you get to the second half of the season, it looks nothing like that picture that we see on the first night in front of the mansion. Season after season, they know what they're doing. They cast for the lead and then they cast for the show. Catherine Lowe, who met and eventually married Sean Lowe, feels she was originally cast because she was Filipino, allowing the producers to quote, check a box. I think going into it, I knew, well, they have spots to fill. I get to represent, you know, the, the minority uh, group, and I was happy to. I think they did a really good job in our season to cast for Sean because he actually has, has dated and has been attracted to people that are from all different walks of life, all different looks. As for Sean, he told us producers did ask him what physical attributes he looked for in a woman. 
I told them, you know, I've, I've dated people of all races. And I think that actually got them excited. And that's why there was probably more diversity on my season. Four black women were cast on Sean's season. In the three seasons before that, there were zero. It can only go up from here. As Bachelor Nation faces the issue of diversity in the future, we're also getting a look back. The Bachelor, the greatest seasons ever, debuted last night with Sean and Catherine's love story. Yes. Is that going to be uh, something you show the kids one day? Here's Dad's Bachelor season. Oh, uh, I hope that my boys just don't care. I hope they think, you know, that's that's super lame. I don't care to watch it. And this one, on the other hand, I have a feeling that she might have more of an interest in it when she gets older. So I think I'll let her watch it with mom and uh, I'll let mom answer all the tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> now on to another couple going strong. How's married life treating Oh man, I'm lucky. Chris and Catherine Pratt's one year anniversary and how they're getting ready for baby. The perfect future, lots of kids. Then something most excellent. No way. Yes way, your first look at the return of Bill and Ted. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what, if you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what, you'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. How's married life treating Oh man, I'm lucky. God is good, I feel really good, really blessed, yeah. yeah. I feel really blessed and really lucky. Now blessed with a growing baby bump, Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger just celebrated their one-year anniversary yesterday. The perfect future? Yeah. Oh, lots of kids. A source tells ET the pair had a low-key celebration, wanting it to be, quote, something small as their baby is set to arrive soon. Truly remarkable. I love it. From cooking to giving quarantine haircuts to promoting her bestseller, Chris and Catherine have been maximizing their time at home before their summer arrival. We're very, very good with managing our time, so um, yeah, it's working out really well. Our source says Chris and Catherine are thankful for their alone time recently as it has allowed them to enjoy the pregnancy together, giving them time to relax and prepare. They can't wait to welcome their new addition, and neither can Catherine's family. Look who it is! Surprise! <laughs> You're about to be a grandma. How does that feel? I'm not embracing that name exactly. I'm going to come no? up with my own, uh, my own <laughs> name. Yeah, I'm really proud uh, of her. Obviously, I, you know, she and Chris are super happy, and they're a blessing to each other. He's great with my daughter, with Catherine, and that's the most important part. Why is she the right woman for you? Oh, I, did, I, I, uh, I, I. Uh... We'll help you out, Chris. Like Pratt, faith is important to Catherine and so is family. She's super close with Chris's seven and a half year old son, Jack, with ex Anna Ferris. And we've seen Catherine's mothering instincts kick in with their dogs and these babies on Chris's farm. <laughs> oh. I mean, I already knew they were adorable, but I just like getting to hold them is just an incredible experience. I just sense they're gonna have a big, big family. You know, speaking of incredible experiences, Keanu Reeves has climbed back into his time-traveling phone booth. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. A most excellent first look at Bill and Ted face the music. That's cool. And E.T.'s totally bodacious throwback with Keanu. Bill and Ted 3, 
<laughs> then, after Ryan Seacrest's on-air health scare, Cynthia Erivo, is he leaving live to move back to LA? I'm working in the same room doing four shows. What am I gonna do? Ryan Seacrest has always had a lot on his plate, but after his so-called health scare, could it soon be Seacrest out of New York? Hmm, not so fast. I'm trying to host as many things as I possibly can from quarantine. The tabloid report, Ryan is considering returning to the West Coast permanently for his health. Cynthia Erivo and the top 11 right there. It started with this moment on the American Idol finale. You can see one of Ryan's eyes drooping and he appears to slur his speech. But a rep for Ryan denied he suffered a stroke. Ryan seemingly explained the moment as exhaustion. Also all the very kind well wishes uh, from my exhaustion working around the clock. So I got a day off to relax. It's been uh, busy. Uh, I'm working in the same room doing four shows. So it's like every single corner of this room has cameras or a microphone in it. For the past 11 weeks, the 45-year-old's been holed up and hosting from his LA pad. But his source tells ET there is no truth to this rumor, that he wants to return to LA, and that Ryan will go back to New York when the show decides it's safe to start a production again at their set. I get excited. I'm actually genuinely excited to see her every morning. I like to go say hi to her before we go on the air. Yeah. In addition to his live and idle hosting duties, Ryan has a daily radio show, runs a production company that produces all the Kardashian shows, and heads up the Ryan Seacrest Foundation. In 2017, he started the gig at Live, spending his weeks in New York. For me, you know, I'm shifting my life to be on another coast. Ryan's always been a pro at adapting on the fly. Whether it's living by coastal, bouncing back from a stage dive. Oh. Let's take a look at <laughs> Show's dangerous. Or a chair fall earlier this year. But the busiest man in showbiz will soon get a bit of a break. A source tells us Live will go on a previously planned hiatus at the end of this month. Look at that, the theme, I've gotta go. E.T. spent a day in the life of TV's so-called $330 million man back in 2005. One secret to keeping up such a demanding schedule? Very short email responses, no more than two lines. Also, work fast so he can be finished by 6.30 p.m. This is the BlackBerry and the uh, Razer phone so that I can talk and type at the same time in the mobile office over here. This is what a television show looks like before it goes on TV. Well, rest up, my friend, and take care of yourself. So while Seacrest is staying put, Bill and Ted are ready for an excellent comeback, Michelle, right? I'm going to give you an A for effort, Rachel, a big old A for effort. Now, last time we saw Wild Stallions, they became the biggest rock band in the world. Flash forward 29 years later, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are ready to face the music again. We've spent our whole life trying to write the song that will unite the world. It was a real cool story for the guys and for their families and where they're at and where their lives are at that's uh, moving and funny. And uh, I love those characters. The characters are so sweet and innocent. The idea of revisiting them and when they're adults with kids and families just seemed like ripe for comedy for us. Yep, Bill and Ted are all grown up. Their way of bringing about world peace? Traveling in time, seeing their super ripped future selves and totally fulfilling their rock and roll destiny, dude. No way. How'd you like our song? 
It's a little on the dark side, but you know, that's cool. The writers dream up these huge, you know, stories of time, travel, and dimension. Bill and Ted Face the Music is written by the same guys who wrote the first two, so expect plenty of bodacious nostalgia and humor. It's the Grim Reaper, dude. We are... Wild Stallions! Speaking of throwbacks, Keanu and Alex just surprised the 2020 San Dimas High School grad class. Congratulations to the graduating class of 2020. Well done. Be excellent to each other. And party on. Of course, San Dimas is where Bill and Ted are from, and some of the scenes in the new movie were shot at the high school. Thank you, San Dimas High! We were with the guys on the set of their second adventure. Oh, no, I love this guy. I love this guy. He's like a brother to me. <laughs> I love the man. Too, man. I love you, man. <laughs> but back then, the idea of a third movie was totally bogus to them. You see, Canada. Bill and Ted are like these pop cultural icons, really, you know, and, and it's kind of a fluke that they hit at the time that they did it. Bill and Ted 3? <laughs> Luckily, these besties changed their minds. The third movie is set to hit theaters August 21st, and with everything going on in our world right now, the film's core message feels especially important. Be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. Forever stand that iconic duo. All right, coming up, remembering the life of Pointer Sisters' Bonnie Pointer. That's next. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Tomorrow's episode of American Soul on BET will feature the Pointer Sisters and, in many ways, it's a timely tribute to Bonnie Pointer. The Grammy winner passed away yesterday at the age of 69. From cardiac arrest, Bonnie was one of the founding members of the group, although she had split for a solo career before their classic hits, Neutron Dance and Jump. The band broke out in 1973 with Yes We Can Can, a call for unity and tolerance. We were free spirits and we just like to have fun and sing, that's what we do. What do you remember about performing in those early years? Well, if you remember it, you weren't there, right? Is it? <laughs> we started when we were like 16, 15, 16 years old, June and I. That's a long time yeah, to be it? being in the spotlight. Absolutely. Did you guys ever talk about, oh, I can't do this anymore? Nah. No? Nah. Born performers. Absolutely. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You don't strike me as a man to give up easily. No, sir, I'm not. Over 80 million viewers have made Tracker America's number one TV show. Please find my husband. I'll do whatever I can. Someone's missing. This is the guy you want looking for. Found her. I got your location. I'm Coulter Shaw. I'm here to take you home. The CBS original, Tracker. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.